Okay, so you just said something which I would have agreed with you about before I started researching this movie, but I will ask you this. How many Krampus movies do you think there are? Um, Judging by some of the shitty posters I saw on Google, I'm thinking maybe there's quite a few crappy Krampus movies out there. So when I started researching this movie, one of the first things that came up with for me were two different articles. One that says the eight different Krampus horror films you can watch this holiday season. And one says Naughty to Nice, the 12 films of Krampus. Oh my God. So there are all, like there's got, there's dozens of these movies. There are dozens of Krampus movies, each more terrible than the last, I'm sure. But... I originally, when we first watched this, thought that this was an unexplored genre, but it isn't. Maybe a horror, as a horror comedy. Okay. But as a story, as a Christmas horror, like apparently there's a lot of movies that are Christmas horror. Really? Yeah. They must all be like direct to video like crap though, right? Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of them, but apparently they do exist. And I don't know, like obviously like seasonal horrors, like Halloween gets a lot. Yeah. Like, Easter doesn't really get horrors. There was a movie on Netflix that was, like, it it was, like, a collection of horror shorts, and each one took place on a different... Season? um, Like, a different different holiday? holiday. That'd be cool. Because that's the thing. Like, there aren't really, like... Like, there's no, like, Independence Day ones. Like, there's no, like, there's no Fourth of July (laughs) ones. There's no, like... Labor Day slasher film. <laughs> no. So it's like, no. I feel like Halloween gets them all. And, but then Christmas is clearly a close second. Like what other holiday gets a horror movie? None. Mm. I can't think of any other holiday horrors. Maybe a drunken horror story for New Year's Eve. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so apparently it, that's one of the things I thought it had going for it that it was that it was kind of a unique genre, but I don't think it is. I think it's been done. All right, we're we're uh, <laughs> going to be covering some well-treaded territory then. Um, yeah. Hello, and welcome to Drunk Duck Cinema Club. I'm your host, Michael Puglisi. And I'm your host, Allie Darling. We're here at the pond doing our bi-weekly pondcast, which was your line. I cut that out because it always feels awkward, and oh then I laugh God. and then I fuck up the intro. <laughs> okay. I edited the template. Oh, I downloaded the old template. Uh, okay. Anyway, this week's movie is Krampus. Krampus, be nice to your shitty family or you will literally die. <laughs> yeah. Did I, you, that's not the actual tagline of yeah, the movie. Well, I mean, it should be. <laughs> I feel like this movie, if that's how it worked at Christmas, like the, lots of people would be dead. Yeah, there would be just like a rash but of murders. But I guess that's the of, point, right? Like there's so many snow globes at the end. Oh. Yes, we'll get. Everybody I'm sure shitty. we'll talk about the snow globes a mm-hmm. bit later. That the that cryptic ending to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, weak ending. So I I really liked this movie. I mean, I think I've watched it the last three holiday seasons or so. It's just kind of like a fun Christmas thing. A fun Christmas thing to watch. You know, you're coming off uh, uh, the like horror movie binge that is. Halloween. Uh, Halloween in October, and, you know, you transition There's into... There's no Thanksgiving horrors, either. Um, no, not that I can think of. There's Eli Roth did, like, a, I think for Grindhouse, he did, like, a, one of those, like, fake preview, previews oh. for, like, a horror movie about 
I think it was like, like a, a killer turkey. Or yeah, a, something like okay. that. <laughs> um, but this movie's it's got like a pretty stacked cast. You got Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Co- Kochner among yeah. some other people. Um, it's got like a cool vibe to it. It's got like that overdone Christmas decor, like you know, like the Home Alone movies have. Yes. But it's also got like this really dark kind of thing going on too. They do a really good job with the casting and they also do a really good job with the sets. Like it feels very, it feels very believable. That was one of the main things that I feel like you can take away from it is that it's supposed to be a Christmas horror and it is exactly those two things. Yeah. Christmas and horror and not both at the same time. (laughs) I kind of think of it as I would describe to somebody as like national lampoons, Christmas vacation meets demonic toys. Yeah, like, it's very much like, uh, the movie gets compared to all the time is Gremlins. Oh, shit. You know what? I've never seen Gremlins. That's weird. Yeah. If I've I've seen it. So, let's learn a little bit about the movie. Krampus is a 2015 horror comedy centered on the folklore creature Krampus. It was directed and co-written by Michael Doherty, who had previously written and directed Trick or Treat an excellent, lighthearted horror movie set on Halloween. Doherty had always wanted to do a scary Christmas movie, but did not begin to formulate a concept until he was sent an internet e-card featuring the Krampus character. That's it? That's that's what kind of sparked the idea, yeah. Huh. I've heard, like, I've heard of Krampus. I guess maybe we should describe what that is a little bit, but... Um, so, like, Krampus is, like, this weird European folklore character tied to the pagan roots of yeah. uh, like Christmas. I, I don't really know a whole lot about Krampus, but basically he's kind of like the shadow to St. Saint, Saint Nicholas or like the opposite. Yeah. To, he's uh, essentially Santa. like the, he's the, the punisher essentially. So if Santa rewards, then Krampus punishes. So if you're bad, it's not just that you'll get coal from Santa. Like Krampus, the story of Krampus is typically that he kidnaps kids like, he comes into your room at night and steals kids. You mean he doesn't fucking drag you and your family to hell? No, he comes <laughs> in and steals the kids. Like, if the kids are dicks, he comes in and takes the kids. Puts them in a big sack and then, like, takes them home and assumedly eats them or something. Well, that's fair. Um, so, Doherty dug <laughs> that's into... <laughs> that's not fair. Anyway. Doherty dug into Christmas's history and found that, similar to Halloween, Christmas had these creepy, mysterious pagan roots complete with ghosts, witches, and monsters like Krampus. In an interview with uh, Den of Geek, he states that he always liked Christmas, but compared to Halloween, he felt like something was missing in the American Christmas experience. He felt like the European folklore he discovered while doing his research for the script uncovered that missing piece. Um, Accordingly, Doherty made Krampus his way of introducing some of this old forgotten Christmas lore to American audiences. The original script was written in 2011 and was eventually rewritten before production began in 2014. Like I mentioned before, the cast includes Adam Scott, Tony Collette as Tom and Sarah Engel, MJ Anthony as their son, Max. Um, I'm sorry, but you have to say MJ is spelled not the letters M and J. It's spelled spelled, phonetically. It is spelled phonetically. It is spelled E-M-J-A-Y. All right. It's not MJ from Spider-Man. It is... The stupidest name I've ever seen. And his last name is Anthony. 
Two like, first names. Use that. You're, it's not even two first names. It's one nothing and, a, and then a first name. <laughs> oh my God. Giving the parents a hard time here. You're also forgetting me about Conchata Farrell. She's the actual star. She's oh. my, I mean, she's the star of my heart. Oh least. my God. Conchata Farrell. She's awesome. I remember her from like Mr. Deeds most vividly. Yes. She was also in. Two and, and a half men. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. I've never that, seen that. What? Yeah. yeah. You also got Allison Tolman, who was in the first season of Fargo. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, David Kochner, who was in The Office and a whole bunch of like Will Ferrell I movies. Yeah. Oh, it's Adam Scott that was in Parks and Rec. Yeah, Adam Scott's in Parks and Rec. Um, like just an awesome cast. Uh, so production wrapped in May 2015 and Krampus was released on December 4th of that year in time for the holidays. Apparently it was actually supposed to be released in November sometime and they released it early December because it coincided with like a European holiday. Oh, of, wicked like, Krampus, smart. Which is the day after or something like that. I like that. They got it. I just like the fact they got it out in time for like Christmas. Yeah. You know when they release horror movies in like January or something? So, let's get into the plot a little bit. So, Krampus starts off with a hilarious slow-mo scene of holiday shopping Which is assumedly Black Friday. Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? Of course. We then get to know the Engel family. So, Max is all about Christmas. Still believing in Santa and writing letters to Santa despite being a bit old for that kind of stuff. He's encouraged by his mostly German-speaking Omi, who's also down with Christmas. Um, Max's parents and older sister, Beth, however, are exasperated by the Christmas season. Yeah, they definitely... This movie does a really good job of portraying a family at Christmas, which is they're just at their wits' end. Because like even in the first like five seconds of the movie, it's like... Like little kids trying to get the family to like get together and do nice Christmas stuff. And the mom and the, the mom's stressing out because she's not done all the cooking and cleaning. And the dad's on the phone for work and the mom's pissed because he's still on the mm-hmm. phone for work. And it's just like, girl, like sister just wants to go over and smoke weed with her boyfriend. Like it's just <laughs> like, it's literally like copy paste every fucking row on the street. Like it's, it's very, very believable. They do a really good job of establishing the dynamic immediately. Yeah, as soon as uh, it's Aunt Linda, Uncle Howard, and uh, the four cousins who show up, they start clashing right away in the days leading up to Christmas. And also uh, Aunt Dorothy, played by... um, Conchata Farrell. Conchata Farrell also shows up unexpectedly. Yeah, Yeah. and she's awesome. She's she's the star of this movie in a lot of ways. Um, So... The tensions between the family members flare up immediately and come to a head when Max's cousin seals his Christmas letter and mocks his belief in Santa. A fist fight erupts. Max declares that he hates his family and Christmas and storms off. And with that, the die is cast. A blizzard engulfs the town, knocking out power, and Krampus's minions arrive to terrorize the Angles. Eventually, Omi pipes up and fills them in on the legend of Krampus and how when she was a little girl... Krampus, Krampus and his minions came and dragged her family to hell. Yeah, literally, to hell. Yeah, to punish her for losing her faith in the spirit of Christmas. Seems a little, uh, you know, like the right thing to do. 
Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is like the animations, the little animated short that they do, which is really cool and like nicely timed and like interestingly animated is basically about how her family is miserable because they're super poor and they have no food and no anything. So she gets sad and then the like the demon comes and kills her family. So I don't know if it's fair. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, little girl, little (laughs) German girl. Tiny eight year old who's starving. (sighs) Why don't you have Christmas spirit? I'm going to kill your family. Drag them to hell. Yeah, not kill. Sorry. Drag to hell. <laughs> so the family desperately tries to escape the blizzard and find help, but are picked off one by one by Krampus's minions, leaving Max as the sole survivor. He confronts Krampus, apologizes for losing his faith in Christmas, and then Krampus laughs in his face and tosses him into hell. Yeah. He's like, ha ha ha. Bye. In a twist, Max wakes up in his house on Christmas morning with everything seemingly back to normal and no one but Max remembering what has happened. However, he opens up a present and finds a Krampus Christmas ornament. The family looks at the ornament and appear to remember the previous night's events. We then see the Angles' house contained within a snow globe among a collection of other homes within snow globes. In hell. In hell! Yeah. So I actually found the ending to be kind of like a little bit weak at the end where it's like, I feel like he should have just got the bell and they should have all just looked kind of like, what the fuck? And then it shouldn't have zoomed out to the snow globe thing. I think it should have just been like, did that happen or no? Because I feel like when it zooms out of the snow globe, it's just like, oh, you are actually in hell. But I'm also wondering like, what kind of like, what's the hell? Like you're just trapped in the house. Like what are the parameters there? Yeah, like it leaves a lot. It's a really weird curveball to throw at the end. I like the idea of them just like looking at the ornament and being reminded like, hey, be nice to each other. Get your shit together, yeah. Or else Krampus is going to come and he's going to. Literally kill you. Well, drag you to hell. Sorry. Drag you to hell. Drag you to hell. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, the ending, I like that the, the one thing I do like about the movie, especially was that it doesn't get better. Like there's no redemption arc. It's just worse. Like Beth goes out, she dies. So-and-so goes out. They almost died. Then that kid dies. Then another kid dies. Then someone else dies. Like it's like, and to be fair, they never actually show anybody die on screen. That's, that's the case. That's true. But, and I think maybe that has something to do with their PG rating or whatever it is rating they caught they didn't get like an r rating i don't think this movie okay anyways um but it doesn't it just gets bleaker and bleaker and bleaker Mm -hmm. and then it ends just as bleak so it's like there's no redemption and there's no like horror like oh that was so like traumatizing but at least somebody escaped or somebody survived it's like no everybody is in hell everyone Okay, so why why don't you tell us a little bit about the reception? How was this received, the reception? So, honestly, it seems to have been received and then moved on from. So, okay. it that seems to be... Forgettable? That, yeah, I mean, it seems like that was the consensus. Like, it did make pretty good numbers. Like, so I found it had a 16, $15 million budget, and it grossed $61 million. Um, who I'm not, I'm assuming doesn't include necessarily like all of the advertising and whatever else. Right. So it kind of like, it performed better than they were expecting, but not like it didn't really do anything crazy, but I don't think that was ever the intent. It's not like a bestseller movie necessarily. It, no. it is kind of a, 
not a trope, but it is kind of like a gimmick. It's a gimmicky movie. It's kind of like a niche thing. Like, you know, it's horror movie crowd, uh, like mixed with the Christmas movie crowd, you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's not a lot of people that are like, you know, getting up in the morning and just going like, man, I could really go for a Christmas horror movie. Like, you know? Oh man, a Christmas horror movie based on the famous European folklore character, Krampus. That's also kind of funny. Sign me up. Yeah. The other thing is, like I said, they seem to, when I was reading the reviews for it, people were like, yeah, it's like, it was super fresh and original. It hadn't been done since like 2006. And I was like, it came out in 2015. Like, that's not even, like, what? That's not fresh and original. It was 10 years ago. It was another movie. By the way, there's a second movie now. Did you know that? There's a sequel? I don't know if it's a sequel to this, but it's Krampus 2. But con- Krampus Unleashed. Oh, my and God. And then there's Krampus 2, The Devil Returns, both of which came out in 2016. Oh, God. What about Krampus Reloaded? There's Krampus The Reckoning, which came out in 2015. <laughs> Krampus Resurrection? No, there's Kramp- There's a Christmas horror story, which also came out. Krampus Awakening? There's no Krampus Awakening, unfortunately. Maybe there is. I don't see it here, though. Krampus in the Cradle of Life? Yeah. But a Christmas horror story, Krampus and Santa actually battle. Oh, shit. I'd watch that. Yeah. That came out uh, Krampus versus Kringle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we finally get to this delicious-looking cocktail that we've had in front of us for, for a while now? It's candy caney. Yeah. So... Um, we decided to make uh, a kind of boozy eggnog drink for the holidays. Yeah. Um, I wanted to use peppermint schnapps because it literally tastes like Christmas and because, well, Aunt Dorothy was enjoying some peppermint schnapps in the movie. So, you know what? Toast Aunt Dorothy. And I wanted to use candy canes because they taste like peppermint and they look adorable. Also true. Hmm. So, um, for this boogie, boogie, Bougie. boozy... Eggnog Bougie. concoction. We have one Bougie ounce eggnog. for this boogie eggnog. <laughs> it's going to be dancing its way into your bloodstream. We've got one ounce of bourbon, one ounce of Kahlua, half an ounce of peppermint schnapps, and then um, about eight ounces of eggnog. Really, you can kind of just, just to fill the cup after. Just to fill the cup or to taste if you want it to be a little less or A little more, more white russian yeah. Um, and then with garnish, we uh, crushed up some candy canes and uh, um, got some candy cane crumbs along the rim. Mm-hmm. We put some whipped cream on top and some more candy cane crumbs, and then we stuck uh, just a big-ass candy cane up in that shit. Yeah, so it's just a lot of candy cane and just different mediums. Yep. Taste this. Yeah. All right, cheers. cheers. It's creamy as fuck. Holy shit, yeah. It's Christmassy, though, right? Yes, it is Christmassy. Is it also strong as fuck? Um, it's just very thick. Mm-hmm. It's a thick beverage. It's like a milkshake. I think it should have ice. I think it should have ice, really? I just think it's a lot of thick liquid for no for there to be no ice in it. That's fair. So for names, uh, I wanted to call it like something nog. I came up with nightmare nog, Krampus nightmare nog. nog. And then I thought the the one I liked the most was Angel Nog. Because angle is German for angel. Angle nog. Angle nog. Angle nog. Okay, we can go with angle nog. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue better than angel nog, actually. Oh, you know what you do? You freeze candy canes and you put those in there. Oh, shit. Oh, you put the candy canes in the freezer. You break the candy canes into pieces. You put the candy canes in the drink. That's wicked smart. Wicked smart. Okay, moving on. Do you got any uh, theories for this one? Um... So not necessarily a theory, but I was thinking 
So the main thing was how does the snow globe work? Yeah. That was my main kind of question was how does that weird hellhole work? Like I said, I think it works like it probably I think it probably works like Groundhog Day where every morning you wake up and it's Christmas morning again. And I think that's the hell. And especially since you probably remember the way that they pitch it. I feel like you remember what happens or you remember everything that's happened once you find the bell. Right. So let's say you wake up every morning. You have no idea that you've lived that same Christmas morning like 400 times in a row until you see the bell. And then you remember that you just did this yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before. And then I feel like that's what the hell is supposed to be, is that you are you're not aware of it for the first like that sort of blissful ignorance at the beginning. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, like I've been living in this place for like a lifetime. That's how we think it works. Oh, God. So, yeah, Groundhog Day, Christmas hell. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what makes it like extra creepy at the end. I think that's what makes the ending good. Okay. If that's how it works. But I feel like they just don't explain it. So it's like, does it work like that? Or do they just like realize that they're in hell and then they just go about living in this snow globe? Like, And were they know? in the snow globe the entire time? Is that what we're supposed to think? I don't think so because he throws them into hell and then like there's a couple like insinuations that the people as they get picked off by Krampus show up there like when Beth when he comes down from uh, when Max comes down the stairs after he wakes up Beth's like we've been waiting forever for you to wake up but he's the last one that gets thrown into hell so he'd be the last one awake. Ah true. So I feel like they haven't been there the whole time. Okay because they were able like it looks like from the um the snow globe that's just the house and they were walking around outside the house doing stuff during the movie. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. I also, I don't know if they, like, I guess what's weird to me because they obviously go and they show the girl, like they show Beth's boyfriend's house and how it's all trashed up or whatever, which is again, one of the creepier parts of the movie is that house like all destroyed. But I feel like it's weird that you don't see anyone else in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. Like they mentioned that the neighbors beside them and across directly across the street are both on vacation. No, they mentioned the neighbors across the street are on vacation. The other ones don't talk to them, but it's not like, like the, uh, when they find the boyfriend's house, it's very obvious. Like the door is open and the house is full of snow and like, but none of the other houses on the street look like that. So it's like, is it just happening to them? And then, but it isn't because it happened to the boyfriend's house. And you do see the, there's a delivery man. Just as the storm picks up. Yeah. And yeah. then he's gone. And then I think they a find him. Uh, yeah, they found find a like frozen snowplow driver yeah. in a truck. But besides that, it's just them. No, there's no driver. There's just a broken glass. Oh, really? He's don't they gone. find a frozen guy somewhere? Uh, I don't think so. But maybe. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing that's interesting uh, that they didn't really explain, which is maybe just like a creepy toys doing creepy things. But when they kidnap uh, the aunt and uncle's son. The one that they keep saying he's going to be a linebacker and he just like never talks and is weird. Um, when he gets kidnapped like up the chimney, when Max looks outside, he then sees a snowman that looks like him. Yeah. So when you true. see that, I was assuming that they're a lot like they're putting the people in the snowman. Mm-hmm. But obviously not. But they don't really explain that. For a second, I thought he was going to shoot the snowman like dressed like the little kid. And you're just going to see like. Blood pour out of the snowman. snowman that is that's the R-rated version of Krampus. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. 
Um, but other than that, I don't really have a lot of theories. Like, I feel like this movie is very face value. Like, you kind of see, you get what you see, I think, for the mm-hmm. most part. The creepy, like, there were some inconsistencies that people pointed out. Like, they said, like, with the layout of the house, it doesn't make sense how they were hearing noises in the living room because it's like a pitched roof. So it's like, there's nothing, you know? So people are like looking at stuff like that. And they were like, okay, but by the time they get to the snowplow, the lights have been on in the car for 24 hours. So the battery would be dead. So like it wouldn't matter. So there's like some little like things to poke holes in, in the movie, but nothing that warrants like a deeper discussion. I don't think. Okay. That's fair. So I think like you said, it is pretty like what, what you see is what you get. There's nothing to noodle scratching about this one. It's no, it's no primer. No, no, you could, <laughs> pr- and you could probably like, hypothesize and there may be some like basis of design for like the creepy toys and stuff because they're definitely like nightmare fuel some of them especially that jack-in-the-box is very scary i love that jack-in-the-box it's so cool if you watch the trailer for this movie you will see the jack-in-the-box and i would advise that you do not watch the trailer because when you see the jack-in-the-box in the movie for the first time horrifying it is not at all what you expect it to look like and it is very scary interesting I think. I I think that was my favorite of all the monsters. The gingerbread men are like funny and stuff. Yeah, they're creepy. Did you know Seth Green voices one of the gingerbread men? No. He does. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, snuck him in there. He did. But it really is National Lampoon. <laughs> Isn't he in those? Um, Christmas <laughs> Vacation? Uh, may- maybe. I mean, he kind of sneaks into most things. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, the Jack in the Box is another level. For sure, another level. And I mean, some people just find toys creepy. So I think if you find mm-hmm. toys creepy, this will really get to you. Yeah, I think so. Um, the the angel thing was kind of creepy too. The angel doll? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few uh, pop culture references in the movie that I'm sure you noticed. Like there's some like Rick and Morty references, like posters in Max's room. Um, there's some other... There's a couple other movie like pop culture references in a few different places. There's like an homage to Trick or Treat with like a lollipop that's in Max's Halloween stash. So there's like a lollipop that was used as like a weapon, I think, in Trick or Treat or something like that. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of like a cute little quirky thing is Max's mom, when she's talking to him about getting along with his cousins or something like that, I think it is. She says something about like, what about the noodle incident? And he's like, oh, whatever. And they never explain what the noodle incident is. Yeah. She just says, what about the noodle incident? And apparently that's a reference to uh, Calvin and Hobbes, where Calvin's mom frequently says, not frequently, but every couple hundred strips or so, she'll say like, what about the noodle incident? And they never explain what it is. So it's just insinuated that something bad happened with noodles at some point. <laughs> and like, he did something shitty with these noodles. So same, they use the exact same kind of uh, turn of phrase in the movie. So, okay, that's kind of interesting. It's just like a silly little reference they have to the. I didn't notice that, and I certainly didn't notice the Rick and Morty posters. It's like a wanted. uh, I think it's a wanted poster for Rick. Ah, that's in it. But yeah, we can find some snapshots and put them up online. I saw. I felt like a lot of it was doing kind of like a homage to, um, like when Max freaks out and says his, you know. He hates his family and wants them to disappear and stuff. Like, that's, like, straight out of Home Alone. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Same kind of jam. And also, like, when the family shows up 
um, like the cousins and everything. Oh my god! And like things immediately start like going wrong. Deteriorating. It's like it's like oh man, that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, but I guess that's kind of it for this movie. Like what you see is what you get. Yep, Christmas horror, All Christmas right. horror comedy. So let's get to some ratings then, I guess. Yeah. All right. So uh, for scares, we're gonna give it a two. Yeah, it's not a scary movie, um, but when it does scare you, it's pretty scary. Yeah, there's like so. a couple of good frights, um, and but like the, the monsters in. are like the monsters are scary. The monsters are what make it scary, and the the effects on the monsters are very good. Like they're very realistic looking. Like they didn't really use except for the gingerbread man. They didn't really use a lot of CGI. Yeah, no, it looks so like convincing. the Jack in the Box specifically is like all practical effects, or at least Same it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. You don't see that too often anymore. So we're yeah. going to give it a, a two out of five skulls for scares. Um, we're going to give it a one out of five blood drops for violence. Yeah, there's very, very little gore in this movie. Um, and then for overall quality, we're going to do a uh, middle of the road, three out of five stars. Yep. So not amazing, not shite, mm. somewhere right in the middle there. It's definitely doesn't have the same type of depth or complexity as a lot of the other movies, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, but I'd say one thing like, um, so like Tucker and Dale versus evil, for example, doesn't also have, doesn't have a lot of depth and complexity, No, but it's got charm. It does have charm. It's got charm. Makes you smile. It does. This movie doesn't make you smile. If it doesn't make you smile, it needs to do something else. Yeah. And it was kind of missing that... Something else. Something else to, like, bump it up to four territory. Well, I think I'm going to keep watching it probably every uh, Christmas season along with uh, other Christmas classics like Home Alone, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and, of Maybe course, the Gremlins. Die Hard. Yeah. Well, Die Hard. The ultimate Christmas movie. Die Hard movie. 1 through, what, 4? Um, there's four diehards, aren't there? No, I think there's more. Uh, there is like a whole bunch of movie old... Watch them on the plane. Watch them on the plane? Oh, yeah. yeah, shit. I guess I could. Watch them in like fast forward so you can watch all fucking seven of them or however many they are. I've got my free trial of Amazon Prime stars, so I think there's quite a few of them on there. Mm, good idea. Yeah. Anywho, this will be... Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, the podcast is still in its early stages and we're just, you know, happy for all the love and support you're giving us so all far. All three of you who listen to this. Yeah. Uh, and the Facebook page is up 20 likes. Whoa. We got 20 19 likes. 19 pity likes. That's right. And your own like. And me. <laughs> Have you not liked the Facebook page? I don't know, but if I did, it was a pity like. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, that's how one succeeds. You take the pity and you turn it, turn it into gold. Mm. Yeah. All right. So like anyhow, maker. you can find us on all the stuff at drunkduckcinemaclub.com mm-hmm. and at drunkduckcinemaclub on Instagram. Yeah. What do you what? That's what it is. Those are the two. Okay. Oh, and Facebook, I guess. And Facebook. Is there stuff on the Instagram? I mean, I'll put stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming so just follow it in anticipation of all the cool shit that's going to be on there yeah in in the new year all right well keep on quacking in the free world is that what i said last time i think it is but i'm not I like doing the quack one. this time all right it's fine i need to do the quack, quack.